Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint XP Podcast. Check out our international radio show and daily podcast at CheckpointXP.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Welcome to the Checkpoint XP Podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery, exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint XP Radio Show. My name's Nate Bender. I'm joined by the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. And, you know, when we start this show, we like to do something specific. We like to read iTunes reviews, Apple Podcast reviews, whatever you want to call them. We've got one to read today, but before we get to that, I do want to tell you about something big that's coming to Checkpoint XP. Oh, man. Huge. Oh, man. Huge. Very, very big things happening. That's right. So best thing. So it's not only happening here. No. It's also happening at Radio.com. That's big. That's big. That's like ginormous. That's right. Do you know how big it is to have Noun.com? It's a that's like, a big deal. Not proper noun. Yeah. Just noun. <laughs> any noun counts? No, but just any... Just I'm pretty sure that someone went through with a dictionary and took all of the nouns. I mean, seriously. Car.com. Yeah. Lights.com. It's a big deal. Someone got the plurals of each noun, too? Yes. But, yeah. But anyway, something big is coming, not just to the channel, uh, but to the website as well. And to your life. That's right. Norris has been working very hard on this, and I want you guys all to uh, to to really get excited about it because it's something worth getting excited for. And I think that's all we can say about it. I don't think we can say much more. It. Well, we're we allowed to say when it's when you're going to get more. That's right. Say that's right. We can say, guys, that on the debut, Thursday, the debut, September twelfth. Do it Thursday, September twelfth. Put it on your calendar. Be on this channel. Be on this channel. 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Be on this channel. Right here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. We're also, you know, if you can't join us live, we've got you covered as well over at checkpointxp.com. But something big is coming. Let's talk Apple Podcast Review. Hey, phrasing! <laughs> by, the, by the way, I do want to point out, we've got Joe on drops today. Robbie's on cameras. Uh, for those of you who listen on the podcast, you're like, cameras? Have you not seen the new studio? You should check it out. We've got a whole YouTube page. We've got a Twitch channel. You can check it out there. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. That's and, right. And uh, Checkpoint XP on YouTube. That's right. So our review, our Apple podcast review, comes to us today from Doza52. Okay. Doza. Doza. D-O-Z-A. D-O-Z-A. Doza52. And it says, remember. <laughs> Remember, remember, <laughs> remember who you are. <laughs> so Doza52 says, listen, you guys are great. You already know that. Aww. The last episode, you talked about how Shawn Michaels and how he sold moves, and sometimes he was so over the top. <laughs> Do you remember when him and Triple H was in a tag match, and Triple H got hit, hit and was knocked out on his feet? For over about two minutes, he was standing there, and Shawn Michaels tried to wake him up. Finally, Triple H woke up, looked at Shawn Michaels, nodded at him, and started to pin his opponent, opponent, and then fell flat on his face. 
I do remember. I do remember all of that. Remember, remember the triple of H. It was what? Ugh, gross, Robbie. It was the corniest, most meathead sell I've ever seen in my life. Just hope you remember a long live the Attitude Era. I agree, but I'll say this. I don't think any sell is stupider than having to sell uh, the leg drop. The Hogan leg oh, drop. Oh, the, the Hogan leg drop? The Hogan leg drop to me is the dumbest sell. It, you've seen you've seen the match where Shawn Michaels oversells literally everything that Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan does oh, yeah. like a, a knife edge chop on his and chest. He's like, and he goes, yeah, and he does, he's like flipping all yeah, over yeah. the place. No, I've it seen is it. is the greatest wrestling great. match maybe in history. No, that's great. And ever like that's one that's one where even Jimmy Cornette is like that was that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that's just a giant think, middle finger. I think it's only because he hates Hogan more than he hates Michaels. And, oh, and boy, yeah. does he hate both of them. No, but he, does, he does not like either of no, them. But that's not. the point, though, is that is that it's just a giant middle finger to everything Hogan it represents. Is. It yeah, is. Hogan said, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna return the favor on this one." Yeah. And, Michael said, "Fine." <laughs> All right. Well, because yeah, yeah it was sell for you. It, it was supposed to be a back and forth, sure yeah. and then he goes, "Yeah, I'm not doing that, brother." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and Sean said, "Works for me." <laughs> and, oh, uh, I assume that's what uh, led to yeah the most over the top sell I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you see? Did you see on Raw last weekend? Both Undertaker is making a return. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Let that man retire. Let him retire. He's actually he actually is the dead man now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's getting there. Like no, he's 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 there. My brother, <laughs> I remember my brother saying to me a couple of years ago, it's like, wow, it's official. Anyone can now summon the dead man for WrestleMania, provided they're willing to do the job. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's yeah. what it is. If you're willing to lose to him at WrestleMania, dude, yeah. Zod you can fight him at WrestleMania. Zod TV in our chat says he's going to Raw on Monday. That's awesome. That's you know what? That's the, as much Raw Raw is so much the better show right now. Well, as much crap as we give WWE, it's it's, it's always a, good it's to be there so in person. It is so it's much fun, fun to be there. It really is. Uh, so listen, in honor of Doza Fifty Two's review today. We're going to talk some wrestling. I, I need to just just on the on the uh, subject of reviews real quick because yeah. I, I keep getting this dude in my in my late night gaming stream. <laughs> Cosmic Kev, I brought up your review to the crew. Apparently, we've already done it. So we read it. We read it. Go back and find it. We're not going to tell you where because we don't know off the top of our heads. We read it. Well, it was he left a. Re- Here's the thing, Cosmic Kev, you left a review on the Daily Show, which is an ah. entirely different podcast. So you didn't you didn't go to the proper place that's right that's what it was don't get me wrong we appreciate you leaving a review there too absolutely but if you want your review read on this show you need to review and and, and, this show and and we we have read his daily show review because we we do that on our weekend updates now sometimes right that's right yeah all right right. so there cosmic kev it's done with i don't want to see you bringing this up in the chat again especially (laughs) because you don't stick around to actually participate in the chat and watch the stream yeah, he was the guy who uh, referenced Street Fighter Five BB tag in MK11. There you go. Left his PSN right. tag on the whole thing. Oh, oh yeah. Right. He wants to run some sets with Norris. All right, come see these hands, bro. <laughs> That's what he said as well. So, all right, now that we've gone and uh, rehashed Cosmic Kev's review, uh, Doza, again, we thank you for the review. So coming up today on the Checkpoint XP podcast, we're going to talk. Naked men wrestle. Not naked. Not naked. I mean, they're men. pretty close, though. That's a nearly naked men. Near, right, nearly naked men. We're gonna and talk, some nearly naked women, too. We're going to talk professional wrestling. 
We're going to talk mouth. professional wrestling. That's coming up next here on the Checkpoint XP Podcast. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. So we're going to talk about professional wrestling today, and there's actually a lot going on in the pro wrestling world. And I kind of wanted to start with this story about Ric Flair. Ric Flair recently trademarked the man, which as anyone who is a fan of WWE knows, that is Becky Lynch's current gimmick. Yeah, sure. it is. I- I don't is this really like a lot of trademark the man? That's what I'm saying. Is this like one of those like? Well, he uh, did. Oh, it, it went through. It, it, it cleared went through. Haven't, wow. haven't hippies been saying the man since like the 50s and 60s? Yeah, maybe. Well, here's but the I thing. don't. I, I think he trademarked it as a gimmick. Yeah. Oh, what was, was which I didn't know you could do. Was well, he yeah, ever? Trademark. Was he ever the man in his career? Yeah, I mean, he, well, to be, Rick to Flair to beat the yeah. to be the man. You got to beat, beat the man. man. Was that was his. Yes, that was his so, sort of thing. Because he was in the WWE, would they not technically already have that? It was uh. never. Hang on, it was never an official gimmick. Yeah. It was. It he was always the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, which he in, in inherited the name from. But what, who Nature Boy? Oh, I don't God. know. Somebody who was born in the damn twenties. The whole point is, is that he went out to trademark this particular name, which I didn't know that he could do. Yeah, that's but, what surprised me. But um. It could be trademarked all he wants. Buddy Rogers. He got oh, it from Buddy, Buddy Rogers. Rogers. But he, yep. could, he could trademark something all he wants. It's up to him if he wants to take legal action against somebody for using it. So from what I understand is that even though it is Becky Lynch's current sort of sub-gimmick, yeah. if you will, um, he's going on record saying whatever. Use he, it. Well, well here's, here's, here's what he has openly stated his goal is. Because a lot of people thought because of Becky Lynch's and Charlotte's, you know, on-screen feud yeah. that this was uh, that this was part of part it. of that yeah it is not and in fact it started to actually put a wedge between him and charlotte like charlotte's not talking to rick right now because she's pissed at him for doing this yeah um but what rick flair has said is like listen man like he had a really bad health scare not that long ago that's true he thought he was gonna die and he's like i want my wife and my kids taken care of so what he did <laughs> so Granted, okay. granted, he has some claim to the name, though. He That's the he, thing. He wrestled with that for a long time. Exactly. So he trademarked the man so that he could basically get money out of Vince and WWE. I mean, first of all, he I, does not. He does not care that Becky Lynch is using it. He's not trying to stop Becky Lynch from using it. He just wants Vince to pay up. I'll say this: it, first of all, anybody getting money out of Vince is cool with me. <laughs> second of all, yeah, kind of. Second of all. I still feel like, you know, I get the concept of wanting to have something set up for your folks and your kids, but but this is Ric Flair we talking about. Didn't this man have a limousine a mile long, full of women that was, waiting to hear him go, woo, 
Because he's the nature boy? That was definitely a big part of the gimmick. Uh, I don't know how Nate, much of that was actually Nate, was. when you saw him out at, uh, wasn't it? Alamo, 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 Alamo City, Comic-Con, City Comic-Con. He was handing hundreds out no, to like, it was people tw- at the... It was 20s. All right, it was 20s. Well, still, okay, bro, still. do you got $20 bills to I be handed not. to random motherfuckers? I do not. I am not Ric Flair, though. Well, so. I mean, it might be worth pointing out that having a limousine a mile long full of women... Plus your own private jet, plus handing out twenties at every convention you go to, might be the reason he now needs money. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the most fiscally responsible human being on the planet. You know, that's, okay. that's, a, that's a remarkable okay, good point. Here we go. What is what is the funniest gimmick that, if it was real, would be completely absurd? Just in the real million life? dollar man, uh, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Well, yeah, the whole all, thing was a goddamn sham. Well, I'm, he didn't have. Any money? <laughs> well, neither did JBL. The, no, the, the Texas the billionaire, Texas from, billionaire New York. from New York. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure both those dudes were staying in condos the entire time they were doing <laughs> that that gimmick. So I yeah, mean, yeah. Who is someone in real life who is who pretends to be super rich but is definitely poor? okay? So that gimmick does not work. You mean the you president? Oh. <laughs> Come on, there's something in there, Joe. Find it. There, you go. there it is. I got you. Excuse that's, me. That's uh, pretty good. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, so Couldn't, you, you, you just teed me up way too. You, you know, you teed me up like a golf ball at Mar-a-Lago. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> had to take it. I just had to, to take my sure, swing. I just had to make continues. sure that, that 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 I got this right, though. Okay, because because Becky Lynch and the whole the man thing's been going on for for, for a minute now for a while. Right? Yeah. 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 It's for the better part of a year. Okay, so way better than the Irish last kicker. Holy shit! So, yeah. So basically, Ric Flair has been sitting around. At some point, he had the epiphany that, oh man, I, I need to make sure that my family's set. And then he realized, I kind of went by the man for a while. I'm a trademark that, and then sue them for what they currently have going on, or at least make Vince pay me for using or it. Pay, yes. pay me to get it back. Now, or to the use other, it. the other. That the sounds way, that sounds accurate. The way this could backfire is if Vince calls his bluff. And instructs Becky to stop going by that and gives her a new gimmick. Yeah. That could but it's back- going but really well, isn't it? By the way, that would be the worst idea. I agree. It would. Uh, It'd be that, the most they terrible idea. got Becky Lynch over that, and got yeah, her that, to work. Yeah, that could tank Becky Lynch. Yeah. Oh, like, Which he is entirely. not going to do. No, he Becky is, is not red hot right She's now. super hot. She's super hot. And her, especially... Her, her and Seth she's Rollins... She's a wrestler, too. Like, her, yeah. Oh, she's great. She's no, great. she's great. But, it, I mean, her, her storyline right now is dope, because now you got the whole heel Bailey and Sasha Banks thing happening i am not even up on that like i so bailey went heel well bailey just went back kicking it with sasha banks and sasha banks is heelish heel right now ask yeah yeah, heel-esque you know she's your anti-villain yeah attitude era rock ish Mm. a heel but not really Mm. got it too Mm. kind of a little too cool to be a heel Mm. so i don't know i think i can appreciate i said ish i mean I, I, I understand what the gimmick is. I just don't know that she pulls it off. So, I don't think so either. But I think that's the that's the trajectory that they're trying to. So go well, I appreciate I that this is happening, and I appreciate anyone again, like you say, who tries to take money away from Vince. The problem is this further kind of justifies the WWE's usual practice of you can't have any gimmick that we don't own. No, it does. It completely justifies, and that gets really creatively limiting. It oh, does. well, it's not like let's. 
first of all, WWE is the most creatively limiting company on the planet. For like, yeah, sure. You, you went from a company that would send dudes like Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan out in front of tens of thousands of people without a script, and you went to scripting literally everything. So now it sounds like every wrestler is talking exactly the same way, yeah. which is horrible. Yep. Yeah. You wouldn't have had somebody like Ultimate Warrior in no, this era. No. It's like as good as like NXT wrestling was, you could literally see the WWE like the the prototype WWE superstar all the way down the line yeah. and they all oh, yeah. sounded the no, same. No, the product on the mic is is awful. They all had I two think. first names. Yep. Without fail. Or, or you were Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> I, I know the two worse. first names. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You, I'd rather be Jeff Ryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was an actual Daniel oh, Ryan. You're right. Seth Rollins. Star. By, by the way, we've got the lawnmowers. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, oh, Mr. That's always fun. That's Good times. That's always fun. Yeah. No, but but you're you're totally right. Because and the product on the mic is trash. It is creatively limiting. But it's it's creatively bankrupt. I mean, I think like the See, goddamn that, writers just that's have probably nothing better anymore. because doesn't restriction breed creativity? No. No. Not in this. Not case, all the no. time. Sometimes, sometimes but, giving giving certain limitations for sure does. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. work within these confines, great. But when the confines are a little cube about this size, that it's it's a yeah. When when your confine is a script and your job is to wrestle, not be an actor, like of course this is going to fall flat. Well, and, and the thing is, is that uh, uh, Stone Cold was on the episode of, of Hot Ones fairly oh, recently. Great episode, great episode, and he's eating wings. First of all. He didn't. He didn't flinch at all eating any of those wings. Didn't even break a sweat. Yeah, no. So, he, he he tanked through those. So they're sitting there talking about the origins of the name Stone Cold. Yeah, and he's sitting there and he's just talking about. He's like, you know, there's, you know, I I, I said something about walking around with ice water in the veins or cold or something well, well, like that. Because he had talked about uh, Ice Man, the, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the the serial killer. Yeah, he was yeah. like talking about something about the Ice Man, the serial killer, and he said like, I took it back to Vince and the creative team at the, at WWE. And he said, and they kept giving me all these bullshit temperature based uh, <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> wanted him to be like Mr. Freeze. Yeah, no. he's like, Nick Cable would come back with like Mr. Freeze or something like that. Or like the like, Fahrenheit man. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was like, it was just stupid. He was in, and he was just like, was it like that? He was like, it was like that all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's, it's any wonder that there was ever able to be a good gimmick in the WWE at any given well, time. Think about like all the the superstars like that we ended up loving who launched with horrendous gimmicks. The Rock is one of them. The Rock. The Rock. Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, die, Rocky, die. Oh, yep. my God. Uh, the Rock is, like, top of my list yeah. of, like, well, his first gimmick is butt The Connecticut cheeks. Blue Blood, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Okay. Actually, no. that was actually That's that was a, great a great gimmick. gimmick. You will, so not, Hunter you, no, no. you will not slander Hunter Hearst Hills. Here's the thing. Hunter the Hearst, promos he used to cut? Yes. I'm not saying that Hunter he didn't Hearst make it work. Hunter was the best gimmick that Triple H ever, ever had. Worked. It's true. Ever. You're going you're gonna to look me in the face and you're going to tell me that the game was better? Uh, it's not better. It's not. It's nowhere I'll close. I'll say this. Hunter Hearst Helmsley was a workable gimmick in the early 90s. It could never like when the when he was yes. the game he couldn't have been that what he used to be would never have worked when he was the game. 
No, they, it worked perfectly for the time it existed yeah. in. Duh. Right, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like the game has spanned twenty years and has worked the entire no, way. No, that's because it's not a real gimmick. It's <laughs> Triple H. It's just well, him. Yeah, that's that is the thing. Is that Hunter Hearst Helmsley is basically a jobber. Yeah, like that, yeah. that's a that's a jobber gimmick. Yeah. Everyone hates him. No one wants to see him succeed. No one wants to see you him can't win. Put the belt ever. on him. No, no, yeah. no. So you the gimmick cannot. had to change. That's why yeah, he no, had to it, do the DX thing. Yeah, it was it was the DX thing that sort of brought yeah, it out. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of stupid gimmicks like Kung Fu Naki was one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. Yes, it's a great gimmick. But you can't put the belt on that ever. It's just how it is. I but, mean, it, it's just you. I can't believe out of out of the mouth of Joseph Sloan. <laughs> No, see, that's I it. Heard I that, can. I heard that Hunter Hearst Helmsley was a bad gimmick. You what? are objectively wrong. Oh, uh, what's what's that terrible one that, that John Cena did recently when he apparently went heel or whatever? The doctor, the doctor of thugonomics. That was his original. <laughs> that was his gimmick. original. That was Actually, his first gimmick. He first started as like a jobber, as a jabroni, that's no name so jabroni. Bad. And then the Doctor of Thugonomics so bad. was his first, you know, John Cena gimmick. So I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling, right? Or, or, or even like clips and stuff like that. Yeah. That might have been the dumbest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Stone Cold debuted as the Ringmaster, a circus yep. gimmick. Yep, sure uh, did. Uh, Kane debuted as Doctor Isaac, Isaac Yankum, Mick Foley's dentist. Yep. Oh my god! That, th- those are all things that happened. <laughs> oh, it's all yeah. bad. Wait, he was McFoley's dentist. Yes, Doctor Isaac Yankum was McFoley's dentist. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of jokes were made that he doesn't have any teeth. That no, was the point. I just I could have sworn that Isaac Yankum preceded mankind as as like a character. Um, I think no. he, I thought I thought he was first, Doctor. Well, but Isaac then I don't know. Yank him. When was was Cactus Jack a gimmick before mankind? Because I think it was. Say that again, Cactus Jack. Uh, yes, but in WCW. That's yeah, you're right. All right, so Cactus Isaac, Jack and Dude Love were WC, WCW WCW gimmicks that he also took with him to ECW. That's true. But when he went to WWF, it was strict mankind yeah. until he became known as McFoley, and then he, he got, could use them all. Yeah, then he could use them all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got to figure out what year mankind was. <laughs> Duke the Dumpster Drossy says uh, Zod TV. Mm-hmm. There's another great. Uh, horrible gimmick but it's just like the best the best gimmicks were gimmicks that you didn't that is you go is this a gimmick right ultimate warrior is that a gimmick i don't know probably not is it uh, you can't definitively say if it is or arc, not given the arc of that dude's life like i Guys, think i don't think he thought it was a I, gimmick oh i'm sorry that's I what i'm saying it wasn't mankind's Dentist. It was Jerry Lawler's private Thank dentist. Thank you. That's, the that's, that's what it was. That sounds more. That's that's correct. Correct. I found a list of the 40 worst uh, wrestling gimmicks of all time. <laughs> Give me the top 10. Ooh. Top 10. All right. All right hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We, we should guess some of these, right? Like, yeah, that's how okay, we do things. Let's guess. Right, so we, we already said Isaac Yankum, the dentist. Uh, there's 40 of them, man. Yeah. I mean, like, Whatever. Scroll let's try to guess the top 10. Let's know when you've got the top 10. Top 10 you can do. So, um... The Shockmaster, yes. number one. Yeah. yeah. The, the Gobbledygooker, <laughs> number two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doink. Doink the Clown. Doink Ooh. was actually a great gimmick, the way that they portrayed by many having, different people. He's not in the okay. top ten. I just okay. hate clowns. No, no, no. Uh, but that was 
He they made him a legitimately no, good character. No, he was character. a legitimately good. It was character. probably because the wrestler was really good, yeah. legitimately good. No, too. Actually, I mean, some of these Chris the, Jericho played Doink for a while. Some of these on the top ten, like not knowing the history, but just looking at them, mm-hmm. don't seem like bad concepts. Okay. Um, um, let's see. Something that does this. The like, Yeti. The Yeti is in there. Yep. That's he a is good number word. seven. Yeah. Mantar. I. By the way, number I, ten. Yeah. I, I was in the. That's a thing. I was Mantar. in the fucking crowd for the debut of the goddamn Yeti. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I saw that with my own eyeballs. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint on one. Uh, Marvel, if they didn't, should have sued. Uh, Spider Man. Man Spider. Arachnaman. Arachnaman. Jesus. Um, let's see. Uh, How about put, IRS? Zod uh, yeah, uh, TV says Shyster on yeah, there. Erwin R. Shyster. Nope. Oh. nope. Mr. Blinks, get the fuck out of here not, talking not about Sergeant Slaughter. You can't, did you, is he really saying, Mr. Blink saying, really saying Sergeant Slaughter is a bad gimmick? Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is awesome. Uh, uh, oh, Duke the, the Dumpster, uh, whatever. The Big Boss Duke, Man. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Yeah. Not in top 10. Okay. okay. The Big Boss Man. Not in top 10. Mm. Okay. Uh, Vader? Nope. Okay. The Vader was great. Vader was great. What are you especially, about? especially when he had the thing, like oh, the yeah, shoulder yeah. pads. Yeah. Uh, With the whole face. Oh, mask no. Mr. Mr. Blinks is oh, saying he oh, loves oh, Sergeant oh, Slaughter. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, All right. Let's, let's read the top 10. All right. So we have at number eight, Max Moon. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah he was Max. basically a, a Mega Man ripoff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Max Moon. Number yeah. six. Actually, you know who came up with Max Moon? Mm. Um, oh, no. I'm going to forget. I mean, I might actually say here in the thing here. Does it say? I think it was Conan. I think it was Conan really? that came Conan. up with Max Moon. Before making a name for himself in WCW and TNA as Conan, Carlos yep. Moses. Yep. Wow. Yep. It was Conan that, that came up with it, and he did it after he watched uh, anime, like a giant robot anime, and he's like, how can I bring that to the ring? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. This Number six, crazy. Oz. I, I do not know before Oz. Kevin Nash, before Diesel, even oh, before that's right. Vegas, there was Oz. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, managed by Merlin the Wizard. <laughs> Jesus, right. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, oh. Detroit native Kevin Nash. Yeah. And before he was Shredder as well. Yep. yep. Super uh, Shredder. Super Shredder. Number five, Battle Cat. I do not know Battle Cat. <laughs> in 1990, nope. Dean Peters donned a cat mask and debuted <laughs> as Battle Cat. <laughs> Okay, swing, swing that, swing the, swing the screen around. I want to see Battle Cat. I'm trying to see to see if I can remember. No, Battle scroll Cat. up a little. Scroll bit. up. It's just crotch. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Apparently, it lasted a little over a month. Oh my god! What was that? What was that? Was he in WWF or WCW? Um, does it say? I don't know that. Oh, Disco say. Inferno. Oh, Disco Inferno is a good Disco one. Disco Inferno. Not in the top 10. Oh, dang. The okay. only one, you guys got two more left to go, Mr. America. Really? I don't remember Mr. America. Hulk Hogan. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, that's Hulk Hogan in a mask uh, posing oh, like Oh, yeah, Hogan. you're right. When he was doing the red, white, and blue mask, I forgot about that. And then finally, number three, the Kiss Demon. Oh Jesus! Okay, yeah. Kiss demon. That's Gans. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. just, just list off a few more and like you know. The, I'm the, sorry, the but Battle Cat is just uh, the seven. <laughs> Friar Ferguson, Bastion Booker. Oh, Bastion Booker. I, yeah, that's I, pretty awful. Isaac Yankum. Yep. Isaac Yankum. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, uh, Santa Claus with an X. Yes. <laughs> oh the fat chick thriller. That '70s guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fat chick thriller. Wow. Eugene. 
Oh, you, oh, you oh, yeah. for sure. That yeah. was that was that just was, offensive. That was just tasteless. That, that, that was, was bad offensive. taste yeah. even in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it was. That yeah. was just the boogeyman. Oh, oh, how is uh, how is Beaver Cleavage not on this? I one? mean, he might be. Oh, he definitely should Glacier, be. Glacier, Zeus, Mitzvitz in action. Oh, Zeus, yeah, Zeus. All right, well, listen, we got to take a break. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about some uh, AEW scandals and also uh, the the match that I just watched last night. Stick around; that's ahead next on Checkpoint XP Podcast. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. So last night, I actually watched a match that I thought was phenomenal. And I don't actually watch Japanese wrestling all that often, but I heard about a match where The Undertaker brought back from the dead uh, Jinsei Shinsaki, or Shinzaki. Rather, uh-huh. do you remember this guy? He was the guy who looked like Raiden. He had yeah. The, yeah. the big hat and okay. the, the tattoos all over him. Yeah. So apparently, he had died after a match with the Great Muda, and I had to look this match up. And it was a it, listen. If you've seen hardcore wrestling, it's not going to be anything that's like terribly shocking or anything <laughs> like that. But. As like in terms of just like an, an enjoyable wrestling match from mm-hmm. the '90s, it was really good. So wait, the, the Undertaker's involved. The Undertaker. So after uh, Jinsei Shinzaki dies, a couple of months later, Undertaker goes to Japan, and that was they they did a battle of the undead where he resurrected him. Okay, so this is not WWE, or it is WWE. No, it's. It's that weird, you know how like when WWE would license out their wrestlers to like New Japan and yep. stuff like that? Oh, uh, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like in that era. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Right? So The Undertaker went over to Japan to do this to do this match, but I had to look up the, the Great Muda match, mm-hmm. and it was, dude, I'm going to tell you, this was a really, really good match, but at one point, so you know how he's got, how uh, Shinzaki's got the belt that comes with his, yeah. his gear? his outfit. Yeah. yeah. He takes the belt. And throws him over the ropes and hangs the dude. Yikes! <laughs> like it was, it was brutal. brutal and yeah. and uh, uh, Shinzaki is like covered in blood by the end of it. Really, really good match. It sounds like kind of peak nineties hardcore match. It was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. But it was done way better. And and you got to see the rare uh, Japanese table spot in it too. That is rare. I, I'm legit interested in like. Because Undertaker in the '90s, we're talking peak suspend your disbelief. They're yes. like, like we're gonna undead have, wizard. He's gonna be an undead wizard. That's that's a character that we have in in wrestling. Yeah, and everyone was kind of just okay with it. I will take an undead wizard over somebody's dentist any day. <laughs> kind of, yeah, because like that's what everyone else said. <laughs> it does feel like we had enough bad gimmicks with WWF. I guess it would have been at the time yeah. that we're yeah. like. All right, yeah, I'll take an undead wizard. That sure. could be kind of cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, what if we put him on a motorcycle? 
All right, well, don't do that. <laughs> that gimmick's not very Skeleton good. Skeleton well, motorcycle. It, I listen, at least they waited. Okay, there you go. There's a there's a there's a terrible gimmick that happened in the like in the middle of somebody's career. Yeah, the, the great Amer- American the badass. Great American badass. Yeah. That is a. At least they waited 15 years to do that. Yeah, and I do like how they did that gimmick for like two years before they were like, you know what? This is not the undead wizard was better. Yeah, yeah. and they I were just we, like, okay, we, at WrestleMania, let's hit the reset button on this one. They're like, I know yeah. we've moved into the reality era and we don't do those hokey gimmicks anymore, but you get to be the exception. <laughs> Let's bring back at least one. Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to talk about AEW because uh, Chris Jericho losing the belt. Uh, yeah. This okay. has been, not losing it in a match. Not losing it in a match. Physically lost it. Placing the belt. Losing it, leaving it in his limo, and then it getting lost. So <laughs> I just feel like Jericho had such an opportunity to do such a good work here, even if the story's true, yeah. even if the belt got lost, because, you know, they would have made another belt. Yeah. Right. And the belt's insured. Exactly. Right. So, like, even if even if that was the story, like what they should have done is after they got the belt back, they should have waited till the next pay-per-view and have somebody show up and taunt Jericho with the belt. Yeah. yeah. That would have been so much better. And people would have been like, oh my God, where did he get the belt from? Exactly. Because at least uh, uh, enough people would have, you know, done some homework and found out, like, no, like, oh. he actually yeah. lost it. And, this and, that, and have the person the person taunting Jericho be in a mask. Yeah. And over the course of, like, you know, two or three pay per views, we find out that it's CM Punk. Well, listen, <laughs> you could reintroduce CM Punk with any gimmick or any method oh, and that get over. But here, here's the, the story here. Chris Jericho's AEW championship was lost less than a day after he first won it. Unfortunately, he didn't know he could have just checked Craigslist to get it back instead of waiting for the police. Florida man, Frank Price. Oh, oh no. I got to tell man. you, that sounds like a 2019 wrestling gimmick to me. Florida man, Frank Price. <laughs> That does sound like a wrestling. That gimmick. sounds that you know what Joey Janela could pull off that gimmick yeah. real easy. Real well, so, yeah, Florida man Frank Price found uh, Jericho's title belt in a bag in a turn lane on Highway 20, and then posted it on the Lost and Found on Craigslist, Tallahassee. Uh, after finding the bag with it, uh, while with his wife on his 41st birthday, Price said he took it home before he discovered the title belt inside. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's insane. Wow. That's bananas. That is. That, that that actually is so crazy. I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't either. Because there was also a point where uh, the police had actually put up a, a, a picture on their Twitter or Instagram that they had found the belt and then immediately like taken it down and said the investigation is still ongoing. Uh, yeah. See, I think it's a work. I'm telling it you, man. Sounds like maybe it. Florida man Frank Price is a gimmick that's getting ready to debut. Because listen, I hope so. If Joey Janela takes Florida man Frank Price and works that gimmick to the end, I would be all for it. I feel like of all the people I've seen in AEW, I feel like John Moxley is the most fitting. Like when I look at John Moxley, I go, he's the Florida he's man from Florida. Be, I believe you're from Florida. If yeah. you told me, I, I've seen him once and, and cause he, he was at the, he was uh, the final match in fighter fest, right? Was yep. that him? Yeah. yeah. John yeah. Moxley could totally be a Florida man. 100 percent with the wife beater and everything. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. That's what it should be. It should just be Dean Ambrose in a, in a, in a beater and like just some dad jeans, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, cargo shorts. That's, that's literally what he wrestles. That is in. John Moxley. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just described John Moxley. Yeah. He doesn't even. Have, oh, I love it. What the easiest gimmick change in history? He's yeah. just now Florida man and some Duluth Trading Company boots or sandals. By the way, he has to wrestle in sandals now. For uh, for the next AEW pay per view is just announced. Chris Jericho is going to be defending his title against Cody Rhodes. Man, so uh, please don't take another chair shot, Cody. We are. Do you realize that 
if Chris Jericho is still wrestling in six months, yeah, it will be his fourth decade. Wow. Am I right? How 90s, 90s, 2010s, 2020s. Wow. Yeah. He's about 50 now, 48, I feel like Chris Jericho is. Dude. Wow. How old are He's you, Chris? <laughs> That's crazy. I remember when Chris Jericho debuted on Raw with the worst hair in history. Chris Jericho. I, I remember him on WCW. So do I. When he could actually do the Lion Tamer for real till he and, and he got out before he got outlawed. Yeah. Oh, where, yeah. Where you have to like put your knee on their on head, somebody's head. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a that's a rough look. Yeah. Uh, what was he in um, uh, in Mexico? Uh, he had a, a lot. Uh, uh, Chris. Chris uh, De Leon or something like that. Christopher De Leon. <laughs> Is that oh yeah something like that? I didn't know so he wrestled. Where the lion in, in he did. He, he wrestled in Mexico. Then he wrestled in uh, Germany. Then he wrestled in Japan, and then in WCW, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm sorry, dude. The Y2J thing was great. Oh, Y2J oh, was yeah. awesome. That was great. The list was great. Almost every gimmick that Chris Jericho has ever done, yeah. he's been able to get over. Raw is Jericho. That was the best, yeah. man. I, I Corazon de Leon was his... Uh, oh, Lionheart. I, yeah. I don't know how he intends to get a little bit of the bubbly over as anything more than just the most heinous joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. He, horrible. And he I, keeps doing it. Every time he does it, I cringe. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, how many of his gimmicks have started out, like, think about, like, this is the man who got the phrase stupid idiot over. Mm-hmm. That that was his insult for a while. Uh, stupid idiot. He, yes. he went, he uh, had, would you please shut the hell up? That was one of that his, was his gimmicks. Uh, he had ask him ref or, ask, or telling the ref to ask him if he yes. wants to give up when he was putting people on the walls. Yes. <laughs> ask, ask him! him! <laughs> ask him! Just over and over again. <laughs> that was something he did, he did for like do that. four years. He did do uh, that. He had, you just made the list. Oh yeah, the list. The yeah. list of Jericho. No the one scarf. knows what that means. The scarf. The scarf. The scarf. His light up jacket. Yeah. yeah. Jericho's had some great gimmicks. I'm sorry. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, short of... He's one of the greatest. I'm actually struggling to think of any gimmicks he's had that he wasn't able to get over eventually. I, I, can't, I legitimately can't, I can't think, think of, of any. I, I mean, there's some that did not hit off the rip. For sure. No, but he built them. But he's sort of like, he's he's like, it's like a square peg round hole thing. He's like, it'll fucking fit eventually. (laughs) Yeah. He's got, because like, you know, his original gimmick when he joined WCW, uh, I think it was just Lionheart Chris Jericho. Yeah. Because he has a cruiserweight back then. Yeah. It wasn't until he started doing weird things on the microphone that he actually got over. Yeah. Uh, And then he went to WWE. Yeah. Because he was kind of a, he was good, but he was like, well, a ho hum well, cruiserweight. But then he did his he did his list of a thousand of what four about, holes. What that about was famous. Cool dad Chris Jericho. Is that just what he goes by now? Because that seems like what <laughs> I, his look, gimmick would be now. I have found the many faces of Chris Jericho ranked from worst to best. <laughs> and number 10 is Cool Dad Chris Jericho. I don't remember that I, one. Does it have a description of that? Swing it around. What we about what about The it. Code Breaker? The Code Breaker, code I know. Breaker, that, was yeah. a, that was a famous okay, one. Okay, yeah. Apparently, the, the, the last decade, his, it left in his, his return to WWE. It's just co- it, it's Cool Dad Chris yeah. Jericho. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, All I right. can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Lionheart's yeah, the code on there. The Code Breaker, Lionheart. Yep. 
Uh, Undisputed champion of the world. Oh, that was a good one. Though. That, that was, was such a good one. Yeah, stupid idiots on there. Stupid, stupid idiot, idiot, man. Uh, stupid idiot. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. <laughs> Ayatollah of WCW. Rock and roll. Late era WCW. Yep. yep. <laughs> the world's most jealous man. <laughs> I don't remember that one. The world's most jealous man. That might have been when he was fighting like Dean, or not Dean Ambrose, but I, uh, um, uh, Dean so Malenko. After losing oh, the undisputed champion, falling out of the title picture, uh, he began teaming up with fellow Canadian uh, or with fellow Canadian Christian towards the end of 2002. <gasps> that's when the, oh, that that's when the, right. the, TLC, the second TLC match happened where Chris Jericho and Christian were in it. Oh, no, God. that was TLC three. TLC three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Then you have Y2J, uh, conspiracy Famous. theory victim. Oh, God. Conspiracy yeah. theory. That was the Dean I, Malenko one. That I don't remember. This is a gimmick that he did where he lost a match to Dean Malenko, but he thought he actually had. She she should have won by the rule book, and he thought there was this big conspiracy theory against him. And every week he just kept like. At first he was like blaming like the other wrestlers. Then he was blaming the management until eventually there's a bit where he goes to the Library of Congress trying to figure out. <laughs> I if do the remember Government this. screwed You're up right. his title shot. I do oh remember my god, that. he wow. really can make anything yeah. work. Oh, yes. it was incredible. And that was finally, an amazing bit. Number one the best in the world at what he does yeah oh yeah, yeah. he's uh, yeah, for, for sure wow for sure yeah. the he's wolverine of he goes to the library of congress he and he's trying to explain to just some guy there he's like like no no you see but my my shoulders weren't down for the full three count it's all a conspiracy <laughs> and they like throw him out and that like fuels the conspiracy theory it's an incredible bit oh it's wow. pretty good. he came up with the idea of being thrown out of the library of congress that's amazing yeah no it's it's amazing i love chris jericho conspiracy victim oh Oh my god! I'm gonna have to look that up because I didn't even know he did a program with Dean Malenko. Yeah, Dean. well, that's where the Man of a Thousand One yeah. Holds came. came Is that from. Yeah, Dean so, Malenko was the Man of a Thousand Holds? Yeah, uh. he has a, he has this bit where basically the, the story behind it is that he asked. Uh, because uh, he was having trouble getting his gimmick over, so he yeah. asked, "Hey, just let me go out and talk in the microphone for like one minute every night, mm-hmm. so I can you know work on getting the character over." And they're like, "All right, fine." So he's like, they put him in this series where he'd do like a quick match, and then he'd get on the microphone as soon as it was over. He'd like chug down some water and get on the microphone, and he's doing this program with Dean Malenko, and he's like, "Dean Malenko, you claim to be the man of a thousand holds, but I counted, and you know about sixty, but I know <laughs> a thousand and four holds, and I wrote them all down." And he pulls out this humongous <laughs> list. Like he sure does. Pig, he he says one armbar. Arm <laughs> he goes, yeah. So he's like armbar. Oh my god. Two arm drag. <laughs> Number three, the Saskatchewanator. <laughs> Number four, Armbar. <laughs> and he starts repeating it, and then it has to go to commercial. And this is what you don't see because obviously they went to commercial. But in that moment, as soon as the cameras went off and he got the signal, he put it down and started ripping on the local sports team, getting all this cheap heat on him. And oh, they all so when they came back, they'd still be booing mercilessly. And he just goes, hold number 743, <laughs> Armbar. Bar. That is I remember, amazing. I remember that distinctly. That, that oh is, my I remember God. That so I know, brilliant. I need to I, look I, this up. I read up. all of Chris Jericho's books that he's put out. He's put out three books now, wow. and I always read them when they come out because they're amazing. And he t- he went into great detail about yes. that bit in, uh, I think, here, his first book. It, here it is. Oh here it is, man. Jericho goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. going to need you set, uh, send me that clip. Yeah, I'll put oh, my God. That it's, is, it's great. Yep. That is hilarious. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Checkpoint XP podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more info about the show, interviews from past episodes, and much more. That's all over at CheckpointXP.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's CheckpointXP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple Podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review like Doza did, who gave us an entire episode today. So if you want to hear us talk about something here on this show, maybe leave us a little hey, Apple Podcast love. Suggest a topic. Exactly. That. Exactly. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. Our theme is provided by the band Weird at Last. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, my name's A. Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointXP.com.